turn that on. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon, Uncle Fred. Thank you so much, DJ. How are you? So good to see you again. And for those of you on YouTube, thank you so much for joining me on this amazing archiving moment. No biggie, just a thousand horsepower Honda, says Mr. Tim or two ghosts. Thank you. She's beautiful. Thank you so much. She's right there, right there in the, in the glory. People asking me, you know, if it's still around. And you know, that reminds me. So I'm, I'm going to, yeah, that's a Porsche back there. It's 935 twin turbo back there. Happy Tuesday, Turbonetics. It's like a Turbonex day, right? I don't know if that's you, Reggie, but Turbonex there in the wagon, Turbonex right there in the Porsche. That other one needs a turbo indeed. Turbo Tuesdays. Hello, senor. You know what? I need to um, go grab something from the front. So let me put some music on for you guys, as in the, this, this wagon, you know, idling, and I'll be right back. Give me a second. Put this down. I'll be right back. on all right guys I am back thank you so much JDM and I went to grab this which is the lean pin of the wagon right behind me and this wagon is amazing you guys saw a video I put up of me driving in Mexico the sequential gearbox it makes a ton of power Jay Leno drove it it was the most craziest Honda he's ever driven and he mentioned it's akin to driving a fast bar stool <laughs> just from how you sit up and you know, wagons weren't very attractive. People didn't like those, but it was a, my parts give, getting call when I first started Bisimoto to the public, you know? So this is the link pin right there. I have a few more of these left of the wagon right there. And the detail is quite nice. He has a nice Yas Marina blue color, has a 1552 wheels, has the rear uh, turbo fans, courtesy of D-Link Designs. It's pretty good. What, oh, what a perfect way for me to watch the stream, says Mr. Ranger45, the wagon idling. Thank you. Maybe I should do that. Maybe that should be my thing, is I should have cars idling, whether it's petrol or electric. And speaking of petrol, it smells so good in the back of the shop with the door a little bit open because it runs on ethanol. So it smells like uh, corn and tequila had a baby, you know? You tried to order one? What happened? What happened, Senior Pizza? Let me know because I may have a few more left. I don't think I'm completely out yet, you know? Yes, it's what you started from. Yes, I did. My blue CRX. So it just made me very, very blue happy. So that's blue. That's blue. Another blue car there. Another blue car there. My insights in the back corner, blue as well, which is pretty cool. So do you know how long, how long a wait it will be to send a block to Golden Eagle to be sleeved with your specs? 
Well, if you go directly, it could be a couple months. If you go through me, I can make it shorter. So let me know what you need, Puro, and then we'll make it happen indeed. So once again, very limited supply. I have a few more. It's sold out at the Honda meet, which happened last weekend. It's sold out right there on site. And I was able to grab quite a few for my own personal collection, and I'm making it available to all of you as well, if you're so inclined. And that's it. So you can go to Beast Motor Web Store now or later before it's gone. And you can access to this as well. It's really cool, really nice, very good detail. Look at that, very nice indeed, right? Those of you on YouTube, there you go. You can see it right there, it's very nice. All right, okay, let's see. How is my family doing today? Hopefully you guys are doing great this afternoon and having a great time. We had some rain in Southern California. I posted the K3V in the rain, which is pretty interesting, with the number 42. Does anyone know what this 42 means? <laughs> it's a little, anyway, I'll see if, if there are any hitchhikers, Guide to the Galaxy fans here. Um, any little engine when persuaded by appropriate air density ceases to act like a little, says Shane T. He's right. Shane T has it right indeed. I'm going to like that indeed, Mr. Ashen Campbell. Six good reasons. Nice. I like the blue color. Turbo Tuesday indeed, Uparse. Good afternoon. Good seeing you. It's actually quite warm. So I'm going to take this jacket off. It's, it's warm. Maybe the, uh, maybe the wagon made things a little... Uh, Exciting <laughs> for me back here. It just, it just gets the, you know, the blood going, which is pretty nice. All right, let's see here. Ruben, you missed me. You just saw me last week. Well, I miss you as well, Ruben. Thank you so much. Ruben has a beautiful boosted S2K as well, which is absolutely fantastic. What's up with the nutrition facts on my inside? Thank you, Ashley Campbell. Um, good catch, because a lot of people don't see that. There was something that I did on my race cars. Um, I would put a barcode on top which that barcode had very specific numbers, either the best time I ran or the times I want to run or my horsepower. It had something like a barcode we can scan the car on top, which is pretty cool. Nutrition Facts was a little getaway or giveaway to what was actually in the car. So the type of fuel I ran, the kind of power it made, the size of my, my either carburetors or um, Kinsler intake. Um, my, the biggest carbs I ran on that was uh, 55 DC OSPs. And then when I went with Kinsler, I went 64 millimeter Kinslers, yes. Most cars feed the entire engine with a 64 millimeter throttle body. I had 64 millimeters per runner. How crazy is that? So it's just a breakdown because people always ask me, hey, what are the specs of your car? What size is the displacement? What size is the engine? What kind of fuel do you run? What size intake are you running? Well, how kind of power does it make? So I just kind of use that as a way to give a snapsy, a short, uh, how should I say, a short like spec sheet of what's on the car. And hence nutrition facts. And then the, I think the, um, instead of using calories, I put down like 1320, which is how far it goes. Um, instead of other nutrition facts, I put down silly things like, you know, horsepower and so on and so forth. So yeah, and it was constantly changing as time progressed. DJ Ramar, send me one. Okay, DJ, see this one right here? I'll put this one aside for you, just for you, okay? When I see you next. Would you ever tour 100 Day in New Jersey? Yes, I would. I need pistons, says Puro, and sleepwalk done. I got you. I have my own spec sleeving and my own spec pistons, which a good friend of mine, uh, the twins, you know, both Edgar and Eric use in their car and they make a ton of power reliably. So yeah, that's what you need indeed. What car is for sale, says Lewis19? Um, nothing right now, but of course, in normal fashion, everything has a price. So if you make an offer that I can't refuse, that's how cars left. That's how my Viper left me. That's how the slant nose left me, the red slant nose. It's, you know, it weren't for sale, and then I got an offer I couldn't say no to. Same thing with 996 Twin Turbo. 
Uh, same thing with my CRX that the twins have. So make an offer, and if it's just too good to refuse, I will definitely take heed. Getting one one day, getting one today says senior P's and say nine, make it happen. Limited supply, not that much left. Italy's in the house, courtesy of Matteo Nidu. Good seeing you, sir. Thank you so much for joining. How do you feel about a Turbo E36 M3? I love it. The more boost, the merrier. I love it indeed. I'm going to love your comment right there, Boost Co. I love it. Love it. Right. Thank you so much. I love it. So once again, guys, you know that the key to making power is to get as much air into the engine with appropriate amount of fuel safely. And that's how you make power. Whether it's natural aspirated, using some type of atmospheric pressure to get air into the combustion chamber and hence creating good power, or force inducing it. That's another way. Or using a chemical supercharger like nitrous. That's a good way of doing it as well. So being able to get as much oxygen molecules with appropriate amount of fuel safely gives you power. So boosting an E36 M3 would be so dope. Those cars are like, they're like one of track favorites. I mean, if you address some of the shortcomings with the, with the, with the mounting points or suspension, you kind of plate things up, reinforce, it's a fun, fun car indeed, you know? Hello, EG Angel. Hopefully all is great for you. DRT is asking how to take an AM plug and play for my KA24DE, in my opinion, in my opinion, AM. Not only is this, you know, it's like, not that Hall Tech is not put together by, you know, hardcore enthusiasts, but AEM is right here in Hawthorne, California. So if you have any challenges whatsoever, it's an American company in America. Hall Tech is great, but they're in Australia. And even though they have distributors out here that may have some opportunity to help, there's nothing like having something here in the good old USA of A where something's wrong. Let's say you bought one from me, and God forbid you had a challenge. I myself personally walk it down to Hawthorne and get it taken care of for you. So... If you need one, hit me a DM. Make a, maybe I can do a package deal for you, but hurry up. Prices for AM goes up because of demand uh, first of the month. So hurry up, hurry up, DR, and I'll take care of you. Love you, man. Says Singer Pizza 79. Love you too as well. When all things fall in line, indeed, indeed, DJ Ramarov, you are always never a loss for words. Thoughts on the Veloster N, says 808E30. I love it. I own one. I own a white Veloster N with a nice red box on top, has box springs, has tower brakes in the front, it has 1552 wheels wrapped around with RAAA tires, has an AM intake, a beast motor flash, yes, I have a flashing solution for that, uh, you know, a nice high flow down pipe, and an upgraded compressor wheel by Turbonetics. So, I love the Veloster N. It is in the same class or realm as the Civic Type R, as the, the Golf R, and to some extent, some people could say the Focus RS, okay? Now, when I compare the Veloster N to those other cars, here is, here's my honest take. The Veloster N is very elegant, but also has a nice edge to it. And you may say, BC, what, what are you talking about? Well, let's look at the Type R. I love Hondas, okay? There's a Honda right behind me. That's why I really hone my teeth. I love Hondas. But in my opinion, the Type R, I love the power. I love the engine. I love the power plant, right? I love the, the, the 2.0 liter turbocharged setup. I love the six-speed magnet. I love, I love the characteristics of the power plant itself. I love the capability of going to an R mode, or R plus mode, which is very nice as well. However, I'm not a big fan of the boy racer interior and, and all the flares. And it looks very too flashy for my liking. You see my wagon, how it did it just clean? See, even that 935 back there, very clean. A lot of my cars have the very nice, the van, the minivan is right over there. It's very clean. I like that clean, look that's not too in your face. But when you have like red sea belts and it's like, you know, VTEC comes and it flashes and all these guys, it just looks too 
boy racer, right? I, once again, I love technology in the Type R. It has a ton of potential for power. I love it. But if the blitz and glitz, all the vents and, 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 and tuck, I, it's just not my thing. Then on the other hand, you have something like the Euro R from VW, right? All-wheel drive, ton of potential. You can push that block to 700 horsepower, no problem. It's a beautiful setup, German-engineered, awesome, right? But it's too tame. It looks like any other car out there. You see a Euro R, or, or I say better yet, a Golf R, you wouldn't even know that it's special except for the badge and maybe a few trims here and there. So it's a little too subtle, a little too muted. So you have Type R on one hand, which is crazy, and then you have the muted Golf R. But then now you have the Veloster N. Not only is the Veloster N have some really strong German DNA because the Veloster N was really massaged by Dr. Biermann, Albert Biermann, who was the head of BMW's M-Line. So he defected over to Hyundai. So it has a very German feel in terms of the steering. From factory, it has, it has burble. So when you let off, it, it just goes blah, 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 blah. And then white flash tune, I enhance it even more. So it's, it's just amazing. But it has a nice amount of elegance and a nice amount of uh, attitude, I should say. So you see it has like little red highlights in it. Seal buds are blue, but not a bright, crazy blue, just nice muted blue. It, it, it's, it's, it's tame looking, but still elegant, still exciting. So it's not as flashy as a Type R, but not as beautiful as a Golf R. It's the perfect balance in between. It just has that nice attitude. And you've drive the car, it's amazing. It's a fun, fun car. Tossable, lots of potential. There are parts out there. From factory, it has even a valve and exhaust that allows you to change the tone. So you can go in eco mode and it sounds like a bone stock car. Like you don't hear anything, like a hybrid almost. You don't hear anything at all. And then when you go to normal mode, you have a little, little, you know, little grunt. And then when you go to the end mode, oh my God, it sounds like a full track car, which is amazing. And I enhance that on my own cars as well. But here's one little thing that a lot of people don't know about that really drives me crazy with, let's say, the Type R. When you're in R mode, everything goes in R mode. And what I mean by that is the suspension hardens up and the, you know, the engine comes to life, exhaust, it sounds good, right? Everything comes to life, but the suspension can be hard. At least on the Golf R and also the Veloster N, you can have the N mode with a soft suspension. So you have the capability of playing with things and having the opportunity to have soft or medium suspension with a nice steering feel and exhaust note and the exhaust rumble and the boost actuation and you know, the better tune and the burble. You can have all that stuff and still have a nice smooth ride that's not too firm. So you can customize it much better. And uh, guess what? Of those cars I mentioned, one has a nice DCT and a six-speed option. They've lost your end. So I have a six-speed. I've been working with Hyundai, even had a discussion with them yesterday on trying to get a DCT here to do a review. When I do that, I'll bring you guys on board and we'll have a blast, okay? Hello from Philippines, JDM. Thank you so much for joining. Cool name, by the way. Yes, it does make sense indeed, Uri Parse. How much would it cost to run a full AM standalone setup with a dash also on EK hatch? Well, it depends. So the dash, it depends if you get a small one. On EK, what I put on EKs, EGs, and even on mine is the five inch, small five inch dash. So that dash could be anywhere from $1,000 to $1,500, but it shows everything the ECU sees. I even set up what I have on my wagon, and maybe I'll show the dash. What I have set up is like a Lamborghini look to it, like a Lamborghini setup. So it has a dash like a Lambo, like an Aventador, but all the nice controls that you may like, you know, boost. I'll give, tell you what, I'll even give you my own setup so you can put in your car if you, you just let me know what your red line is, 
and I'll create a nice template for you and send it to you if you get it from us. But um, so the five without, let's say, um, any kind of logging inside of it, it's like $1,000 or so, okay? If you want logging, it's another, you know, three to 400. And then I would advise you to get the AM Infinity because the AM Infinity, by the time you get a Series 2 ECU and then you add on the wideband sensor and have all that wired up, you're in the same price as Infinity. Well, Infinity, you can just get that with a jumper harness and you're good to go. So that's what I would advise. And then Infinity also has, the jumper harness has a plug output, so you plug directly to the dash. So you don't have to do any wiring. So all you have to do is, you know, what we do is set up a carbon fiber setup. So you take out the factory dash out, put a carbon fiber setup in there, mount your little dash, and um, I should, guys, bear, sorry about you guys on YouTube. Sorry about you guys listening to me on the podcast. But let me take you over here to my wagon, and I'll show you what I mean. Because, you know, the top is cheap. So let me just show you what I mean here. So I'm over here to the wagon. That's my dash. So you see how cool it is? It's just, it has a carbon fiber backing right there. It's pretty cool. And the dash itself. And I'm going to show you my play around with adding a dashboard. You don't have to do any crazy wiring. It's just so simple. It's really, really simple and really easy to, to wire things up. It's just really plug and play. So that's what I recommend. So if you combine the two, I would say you'd be looking at close to $3,000 for everything. And you know, maybe I can do a package deal for me. Just hit me up on, this, on, on the DMs and maybe I can do a package deal to help you out, indeed, okay? Um, when was the last the race with the wagon? Well, the race with the wagon. I haven't, I went to Irwindale like before the pandemic, but I haven't been to any proper events per se. Um, DBX133, thank you so much. Hello BC, hope you're well. Trying to set up a six cylinder inline engine with 12 injectors, six for gas on idle and six on methyl full throttle, which is good. What injectors, fuel pump, fuel line, and fuel cell would you recommend? Great question. So 
To do that properly, of course, you need two separate cells. You do, okay? So what I would recommend, injector-wise, is definitely go Bosch. You need to do that. Don't muck around with all these other brands. Don't do anything Lucas or old-school-style injectors like of that case. The Bosch EV14 injectors have a great spray pattern. You can get away with, for idling quality, you can get away with 1,000 to 1,200 cc's. You have companies like 5 that carry it as well. I can probably help you as well if you need some. And then on the methanol, at full throttle, you definitely need something with a lot of oomph. So I would go with, in my opinion, 1,000 cc's for the petrol side, 2,200 cc's on the methanol side, which is pretty nice. For a fuel pump perspective, I love the AM stuff when it comes to the fuel, the, the regular gasoline. But when it comes to something that's really methanol compatible, you can use that as well. It depends on how much power you need. So if you're going to do something crazy, if you're going to have an 800 to 1,000 horsepower you know, range, you definitely want to play with something like a magnet fuel pump. I can help because I think I have some of those in stock as well. But if you're going to be in the lower range, you know, 600, 500, then you can go with the AEM inline pumps and you can have a blast. Fuel cell, I use Jazz on all my stuff. If it's not custom like the 935 back there, on my center seat Porsches, I use Jazz cells. They have those that are enclosed in metal or, or encased in metal. Um, and then it has a bladder inside. And then for the smaller one, for your methanol tank, you can also use a Jazz, some kind of composite. But when it comes to pickups, this is very important. They have this bladder system that Holly has. Um, it's, it's, it's this amazing little Holly bladder that can really help and go a long way in preventing fuel starvation. So you don't have to have foam that can be easily eaten up by the methanol. You can have this, this Holly bladder that when you use it, it's compatible with exotic fuels as well, and it can help you not have any problems or worries about you know, sloshing fuel around and having any fuel starvation. So I have it in all my cars as well. So DBX, I hope that helps. If you have further questions, let me know. Brazil's in the house, courtesy of SRM Minis. And by the way, Brazil, I just showed earlier before you came in, I have the lean pin for the Beast Motor Wagon, which is right there behind me. Amazing attention to detail. I have a few of these left. It's in the web store. It's like 39 bucks, right? There are people selling this for 100 bucks. People selling it for $75. I have it for $39. And I ship anywhere in the world. So it's right there on the... BC Moto webpage. Okay, make me an intercooler, please, says Just Jeff. Let me know what you need. Maybe I can make it happen. Socially Free Poo says, greetings, Miss Ezreal, huh? Thank you for spelling my name properly. I appreciate that. Hope you and yours are well. We are, sir. Thank you so much for sharing that. Have you ever heard with, of the WPC metal treatment? Squire Cade, not only have I heard about WPC, I'm a customer of Izumi. Izumi is the president of that company. He's here in Southern California. My wagon, this wagon behind me, has WPC-treated drum pistons, WPC-treated bearings, WPC-treated gearbox components, WPC-treated pins, WPC-treated, I mean, you, I, just, I just love their stuff. My crank, WPC-treated. My camshafts, WPC-treated. So guys, for those of you who don't know, know what it is, it's not a coating. It's actually a surface treatment. And what they do is the, the, the I gotta tell you this story, guys, because I'm very skeptical as an engineer, extremely skeptical, especially there's so many gimmicks in the automotive scene that's just so annoying sometimes. So I've heard it all. So I remember seeing Izumi, I think it was at SEMA, like over a decade plus ago. And he told me about, hey, he had this demonstration where he showed a roller on a pin 
and he showed like a regular coding and non-coded. And then, you know, it spun a little bit, but it stopped. And he showed me WPC and he spun it and he kept going and going and going. I'm like, okay, whatever, right? I didn't believe him. And then he showed me a white paper. He showed me a scientific paper done by American Honda on their hybrid setup. I think it was the earlier version of the Insight and on the three-cylinder motor. And I was sold. And then I did it on one of my Porsches. I couldn't believe it. Did it on my Insight, gained power. And my bearings, which used to spiderweb after some time because I was using crazy exotic fuels, that spiderwebbing went away. Even got better when I switched over to pure oil. So that being said, WPC, it works. It's amazing. So it's a surface treatment, which they're very secretive on how to do it. But I think they use very fine particulates of this particular medium. And they use a certain velocity speed and attack or ping it onto a surface. And it creates very small dimples or molecules, which allows for less drag on any surface. So if you have anything that touches rocker arms, camshafts, um, let's see, crankshafts, bearings, pistons. Um, he recommends sometimes doing it on rings. I haven't done it on rings because I kind of want my rings to have some friction and seat in. But it works one gears and gearboxes. It takes a noisy gearbox, quiets it down, and then above and beyond that creates more power. So yes, Squirecade, I'm going to like your comment as well. Not only have I heard of it, I'm an advocate of WPC treatment. And it's even on the cars, both that Porsche right there behind me and the wagon right here behind me, both have WPC treatments, by all means. Indeed. Okay, let's see. Can I just order custom BCMA intercooler? Yes, you can. Let me know what you need. What application? Is it a Porsche, Honda? What is it? We will make it happen. How much for the wagon, Lewis? Put it this way. I was offered 35 grand, and I said no. I tell you that. My gearbox in that is 11 grand alone. The engine cost me over 35 grand to build. But, but, I'm not greedy. I mean, make me a decent offer, and maybe I'm in a good mood. Maybe you can have part of it. Should I switch to pure all, says Earl. Zen Kishert. Not only should you switch over, you should upgrade to Purell. This compound is unlike anything I've ever seen. See, I have pallets up there. I love this stuff. I'm a distributor for them as well. And the compound is ridiculous. Not only is the E85 and methanol compatible, it has amazing lubricity, which allows for much power. And in terms of protection, especially the SR20, which has an overhead cam engine like these here, it does wonders because it has 1,775 parts per million of zinc of ZDDP, zinc diphosphate. Okay, so it's, it's amazing what it does. These guys, they work for the US government, they manufacture lubricants for the government. If it's good enough for the government, it's great for me. On my Insight, I gained 12 wheels switching over from another boutique brand. It's, um, it's sick, like, and then my RPMs carried even further. I used to shift at 10,200 because it fell off after 9,800. It just started carrying over. If, if, there's a chart that we have that I think I put in every case when people buy it. You see, I put in my dyno chart there. It's sick. It's amazing stuff. So yes, try it. You'll love it. And as a matter of fact, Earl, I would do you even one better. They are doing a sponsorship right now. So if you go on Pure Earl's website, or better yet, on their Instagram here, because they kind of respond to that very quickly, tell them I sent you, and any of you too, they will sponsor you. So depending on your influence, they can give you, I guess, maybe free, maybe a little a nice discount. Um, it's amazing. Just let them know that BC sent you to get a sponsorship and they will take care of you, Earl, and try it out. You will be hooked like I was. If you get on your hand, it's so hard to get off. It's just amazing stuff. Forgive me, I get excited about technology. WBC, Pure I'm big, 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 big advocates for those, you know? 
Edgar's hatch is insane. I want to set up like his, says Puro. Done. Edgar's stuff is great. I mean, it's like, what I love about Edgar and Eric, they do listen and they use quality parts and you build it right and tune it properly. Your project can last forever on the track and do extremely well. So yes, I will hook you up. Any advice on making a lot of power on a J-Series reliably? Yes, choosing the right parts and protecting them accordingly. When I say choosing the right parts, proper camshafts, proper valve train, good pistons. Don't cheap it out. Some people cheap it out, use like stock casers pistons. They use cheap pist rods. They use like, like just re weird regrinds from God who knows where. They cheap it on the engine management solution. Choose parts wisely. You know what they say? Fast, reliable, cheap. You can only choose two of those three. You can be fast and reliable, but it won't be cheap. You can be cheap and fast, but it won't be reliable. Or you can be cheap and reliable, and it definitely won't be fast. So you only have two. And by all means, choose the right parts, and we can help you with that is the way to go. Okay, let's see. What's the future plans? Well built. Let's see. I don't want to let too much of the cat out of the bag, but let's say I have a petrol build this year. I'm in talks with two manufacturers this year as well, and I have a very high-end EV coming as well. So it's going to be a great year indeed. How much for that Burgundy 96? Cloud speed. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of questions about selling cars. I don't want to sell any of my cars. But if the price is right, then it can happen. Um, Put it this way, Mattel has the gold center seat. I have a black center seat here that I don't drive, so maybe that one, but the red one I kinda wanna keep, it's my baby, that's my baby. I don't think I'm gonna sell it, not quite yet. Okay, oh my God, so much love. Thank you so much, guys, I appreciate you. Best first car, first car says Trey, the broken one, is this. This pen, that's the best first car. Pretty cost effective, like 30 some dollars, but, on a serious note, I tend to break down best first cars by price and use. So, if you want something where you can have a lot of fun autocrossing and you're not into going crazy with power, yes, I'm gonna say it, a lot of people make jests, but people who race know what's up, the Mazda Miata. MB, NC, the Mazda Miata, is a very tossable, agile car, very cost-effective. You can have a lot of fun with it. And later on down the line, you can do things like put a newer engine in, you can boost it, or you can go crazy by putting even a Ford Mustang engine in. Yes, you can put a Coyote in a Miata and create a monster Miata. Some people put low rotors in it. Some people put K-Series in them. There's so much, the, the parts are just, the ability to do crazy things with Miatas exists all over the country, all over the world. So it's a good first tossable car. Now. Let's say you have a little bit more of a budget. Let's say you want to go a little bit crazier. Um, there's one car that has the best shifter I've ever experienced. Hello, Reggie, sir. By the way, by the way, for those of you who don't know Reggie, and I met someone, Reggie, there's a tow truck guy who did a towing for us for the Jay Leno show last week. He said he knows you. I'll get his name and I'll support you. English guy, does a lot of towing. Anyway, Reggie is the head of marketing and sales and has a big influence on motorsports at Turbonetics Precision. Great guy. Hit him up. If you need anything turbo-wise, he'll set you in the right direction. We love him so much. So does uh, uh, Faye, my co-host at the uh, Motor Mythbusters show. Just a great guy. Okay, okay, okay. Back to what I was saying. Cars. If your budget allows you, this car has the best shifter I've ever experienced in my life. Ever. The Honda S2000. That thing is reliable. You can't go wrong whether it's AP1 or AP2. Whether you go with the F20C with a 9,000 RPM redline, which buzzes, it gives you a lot of fun and just arouse the senses, or you go with a F22C with AP2, 
which, by the way, creates tons of power and gobs of torque, and peters out at 8,000 RPMs. That car has amazing 50-50 almost balance, amazing to drive, tons of potential. Here in our facility, we've pushed 600 plus boosted on the stock motor. So it's so much tons of potential. People have been finding them for about 20K, they're about. It's a great car, great car. So let's say you want to go a little bit further and you wanted something that a little bit more European. 986, 987S, which for your Porsche files is the Cayman S. From 2005 to 2008, it's a sweet spot of the Cayman. Very tunable. The 987.1 is a fun vehicle. You can find them in the mid-20s to the 30s as well. Porsche's mid-engine offering with a coupe. Amazing car. It got me just hooked on mid-engine Porsches, and it's so forgiving. If the, if the Cayman had a power of a 911, it would spank it. And when I twin-turbocharge mine, it spanks 911s on the track. I'm telling you, that is the, it's, it's absolutely bananas. Bananas. But let's say, guys, you want to go even further. You want a very, you have the budget to go crazy with your very first car. Reggie, you like this. You like this a lot. Nissan Skyline GTR. The GTR is sick. I mean, that thing is just amazing. And I would say it's almost a tie between the GTR and the Porsche 996 Turbo. Both are all-wheel drive, both have tons of potential, underrated supercars, and do tons of damage. So that being said, Miata, S2000, Cayman, GTR, 96 Twin Turbo. That's it for me. Good afternoon, R35, R13. Good seeing you. I'm going to like your comment there. Thank you so much for joining me here on the BCMO Tech Tuesday. Make great motoring. Hello, Giovanni Motorsports. Long time no speak. I'm going to like your comment as well. Good seeing you indeed, my brother. Hopefully things are going well with you. And yeah, I'm here on BCMO Tech Tuesday. Rain so much. A little gloomy here in Southern California still. Had the wagon island when I came in. Talked about the lean pin that's now available on the BCMO web store. This sold out last week at the Honda meet in Irwindale, sold out immediately, and I had a few from my own personal stash, and I'm making it available to all of you, my brothers, all and sisters all around the world. Ah, peas! Oh, God! <laughs> so, smoking, gro smoking Goat Grill is my younger brother in Kenderam. Six is my junior, amazing individual. He has seen me from when I started racing with the CRX, see me street race, not a good thing to do, all the way to today, wow, and I'm doing crazy stuff on and off the track, so, Peace. I hope everything is well with you. I will call you soon. Things are going great. Boost by speed versus boost by gear. Which one do you prefer to keep tires tamed on a 600 horsepower Street Civic B Series? Surreal? It depends. It depends on how violent your setup is. So here's what I've seen. On big turbo setups, like what I have on this vehicle right behind me, I tend to elect boost by gear. It allows me to tame things very nicely, especially in first gear. So first gear is not so bad because I can really tame things out with a bigger turbo, so I can go by gear. But when I have something that is very responsive, I do boost by speed. So like, something like that. I have twin 57 turbinetics on that 935 back there, and I do boost by speed. And that thing, it allows, what's so cool about boost by speed is, you know, the faster I go, the more the boost comes in, which is pretty cool. The one caveat, especially with responsive small turbos on boost by gear is sometimes, you are in, let's say, third gear, and you're in a corner. If you're in third gear with a high boost level, which is okay for straight line, but you're in a corner, you can imagine you can blow the tires away and lose control of the car. So if it's something where I feel I have a big turbo, 
and I want to have some type of actuation or a medium-sized turbine, I want to have some kind of, some kind of control. If it was something on an AM infinity, I would combine the two. And what I mean by that is I'll do a boost by throttle combined with boost by gear. So in low throttle RPMs, I pull back duty. And in high throttle, then I put the duty back in. That way I can eat my kick and have it too. So it's a bit of a blend. Not all engine solution, management solutions allow you to do that, but the AM Infinity does. And you can do that to some extent mm, with Series 2, but Infinity is way seamless by all means. So yes, big turbo, gear. Response to smaller turbos, speed. Your combination, medium size where it's a little bit or you do want to have more control, a little blend of those parameters. Hope that helps. Love from Canada says Neil Sionums. I've <laughs> been a fan. I've studied your genius for over three years. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you so much, Niels. I appreciate that indeed. I do this because this country has been so good to me. It's been so good. I came here with nothing, two suitcases, came to study engineering after a year of engineering back home in Nigeria. When I came here, I wanted to know everything about cars. People didn't want to help me. People shunned me away. I'll go to the shop. My CRX, hey, I want to put a camshaft. What does it do? Oh, I'll leave your car here. We'll, we'll put a cam in it. What does it do? No one wants to tell me. Then I met this gentleman by the name of John Conciaudi as far back as 1994. And he took me on his wing and taught me so much and was kind enough to show me the ropes and teach me. And then what I've done now is being that person I needed when I was younger. So here I am sharing everything I know. Guys, I'm telling you. No stone will be left unturned in terms of technology as far as I'm concerned. If there are any questions, I will answer it. How do I do certain things? What do I use? What's specific? I, I'll share everything with you. Because technology always improves. And what I know today, I didn't know a few years back. And next year, I will know even more. Every day I go to sleep and I want to improve. Every day I wake up and say, how can I be a better person today? And that's every day, guys. I mean it every day. So that being said, ask away, and I'll be more than happy to oblige. Yeah? How much for that? For what? For this? This is $39 on the website. $39. Some people are selling on eBay for like $100. I'm not greedy like that. $39 is yours. Ship anywhere around the world. So that being said, does it work with any type of setup or car? Um, do you mean the... Turbo or the AEM? Let me know. Well, that's badass, says R35, R13. Thank you so much. Two-inch screen. I don't know what that means. The EF, yep. Clean and simple and works. Amen. What do you think of the Evo 10? Um, lots of support. I'm not a big Diamond Star guy. Um, I had an intern here who was really big into DSMs, and he just had nothing but problems with his. Like... If it was in gearbox, it was engine, if it was engine, it was harness, it was a harness, it was, it was just always something. So, I'm not a Diamond Star guy. I think the cars, look, they look awesome, by the way. Evo 10s look great. But in terms of reliability, I haven't built one myself to know what they are made of, what the metal is, you know? Love that thing. Such a clean build as always, says down south floor. Thank you. And as you see, I have a hood on it now. People are saying, well, you're going to have a hood. And that hood has an aperture. You see that opening right there? Sorry about YouTube. It's right there. It has an aperture that allows me when I close it, the intake box from AEM gets a nice little vent, like a nice little air to it. And that box is actually not something made for the wagon. I just raided the parts bin, which you can go on, you know, amintakes.com, and you can, you know, I think the box is from like a, a mini, mini Cooper, and then their own J-Tube, 
and then a big filter element. It's really cool. Just make things my own. A little carbon fiber trim around it. Yeah, made it happen. I have a 2017 Focus RS, says Mike's range of view, that I'm trying to have an upgraded Mountain MRX head and can installed. Do you know one that works with this platform? Mountain does, but sometimes they want to install stuff, right? So I don't do any installs of that nature because I've never done one before and I don't want to experiment on your car. So off my head, top of my head, I don't know anyone who can do that for you. Maybe Mountain can have the opportunity to point you in the right direction, but I don't have that answer for you, my friend, you know? Fuel lines for meth, corrugated, smooth, bore, or other. Um, definitely, I'll make it very simple for you, uh, DXB133, Teflon. You want proper Teflon lines for any type of methanol. Methanol will very easily devulcanize rubber, easily, meaning it would just remove a lot of the sulfur from it. It would render, it would remove since also it's very hygroscopic, it will wick moisture away from rubber lines, it's not compatible. And that rubber, when it disintegrates, it will continue to flow. And if you have injectors, it will go to injectors and clog them up. If you have any type of uh, jets, it will clog those up. Never, ever, 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 for anything more than just very, very extremely short service, use rubber lines with methanol. So I have uh, Dime PSI, their company that's here on Instagram. D-Y-M-E, P-S-I, they can make lines for you. Um, if you're local, G&J, they can make lines for you as well. It's, it's just, please, Teflon lined. Corrugated, smooth, smooth of course, because you don't want any turbulent flow, but definitely Teflon lined. Okay, hope that helps. I saw someone here. Relentless Racing, AJ. Long time, brother. How are you? How's married life? Relentless Racing, his name is AJ, a peer engineer, mechanical engineer, brilliant individual taught me how to be a better driver, especially, yes, Hydromat, thank you so much, DXB, Hydromat, by Holly, thank you so much. Taught me to be a better driver. Hey, look, AJ, I have a pin made of my wagon, Philene, finally, it's here. It is here, so excited. Anyway, AJ taught me that smooth is faster. I used to drive, and here's how I used to road race. I'm ashamed, I'll tell you anyway. I used to drag race. That's what I used to do when I was road racing. When I first started, it was with the, you know, gray Cayman right there. And I would slow down all the way down the corner and navigate it very slowly and straight away I'd stab it. Like I was drag racing. And then AJ came and improved my lap times tremendously. And then Sam came and helped me as well. Sam from Rothfab, Sam Rothschild is his name in particular, talented individual driver and fabricator, but AJ, took me on his wing, showed me the ropes. AJ, remember we, we, we raced the NSX out in the streets of Willow. He actually had me in his S2000 and showed me everything. And I applied the concepts to my driving and I became a much better driver. So AJ, thank you so much for being so patient with me and teaching me so much. I appreciate you indeed. Hello, Nayata. Thank you so much for joining me indeed. Hello, Sun Kang Fan Club. How are the clutch plates in the CRV diff compared to the viscous coupler? Well, I like the clutch plates. The viscous coupler, I found out in very high, high power applications, um, it's, it's, it gives. Um, the plates is what I have here. So I don't have a viscous coupler between the rear end and the transfer case on this. Um, my axle is direct, and I have these plates in the back. On the guy from Automotive K&D, um, or K&D performance, he kind of 
hooking up with the guys from Racing Diffs, and they have these aftermarket plates that have a better coefficient of drag inside of them, better friction materials, and it grips, it, it holds. I had a, one material that locked a lot, and then when I locked a lot, my gas mileage kind of suffered because when I turned, it wouldn't disengage properly, but it's perfect now, it's great, it's perfect. JLMO loved it. I just installed it like the, the two weeks before, no, two days before, broke it in back here, and then Jay Leno and I went and had some fun. He loved it, it thing hooks. So I like it a lot, you know? Um, let's see here. Okay, hello, 718 Moyoto, good for joining us. Trinidad's in the house, courtesy of Keron Cooper. Thank you so much for joining. Oh my God, time is flying. We've been here almost 50 minutes. I like your M16 Porsche. Thank you so much. It's back there. Wagon looking nice, brother, says 718. And yes, I have a small mini version of that. Look at the detail on this. So nice. Has the 1552 wheels, has the, the turbo fans in the rear as well. They did a good job. Lean did a good job. It's pretty nice. I have a few of these left in the web store. Yep, yep, zinc, great engine supplement. Absolutely, it's your, right. But you know what? Not all oil, oils are created equally with zinc. A lot of high zinc oils tend to disassociate very easily um, from the base compound. And what that means is that the radicals of zinc can detach from the base compound and go into a catalyst and hurt it. But the way that the formulation is with Purol, it doesn't disassociate very easily. So it kind of stays bonded. Your engine has to be really just smoking, like poor health, like just... You have broken ring lands or are holding your piston for it to even hurt anything. But I've had it, I've been using Pure on my truck for like, Jesus Christ, since 20, 2007? And it's been great. It's great. David Moore just says, switching to Pure now, recommendation and filters. I like Canon and I like Bosch. So I like those two filters. I like factory, Canon, and Bosch. So David Morton, if you haven't, you know, go there as well, Pure USA, when we're done here on Instagram. If the nice sent you, see if they can get your sponsorship. Hook you up. I love helping my family so much. Well said, says 718. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see here. Oh my God, so much love. Thank you so much. Love the Miata, says David. See, David, you agree with me. Thank you so much. I'm telling you, it's a great first call, especially on a budget. I've never had so much fun in less than 200 horsepower and I've had in a Miata. It's so tossable. I did some canyon carving up in Azusa Canyon. It's so much fun. I'm telling you, it's, it's just, I, I was smiling the whole time, you know? BC, you should do customer oil change. I would definitely appear on my dailies. You know what? I do it from time to time for people. Absolutely. Can I have a job in August 23? Yes, you can. This is why I'm push. Yep. Let me know. Send me a resume then. Maybe you can join a team if you have what it takes. Can you give me some advice, says 718 Moyito. I have an 05 Honda Odyssey, keep breaking my engine mounts. Anything to prevent OEM or aftermarket? Is this brake manufacturing you recommend? Please and thanks. What I did, I did some custom. I begged, begged, begged Brian from Hasport to help me with some in my Odyssey. I did the same thing, right? Because the torque that I was creating was ridiculous. And he sent me some examples that were close to what I did and I had something rigged up. So hit up Brian from Hasport, then I sent you and maybe he can be able to help you out, you know? What about the bore scoring on the Cayman engine? Mig, I have not seen that. The few guys I've seen having challenges with scoring has come from the using poor lubricants. So I use a high-zinc formula, not a challenge. When I have, and a lot of my customers too, so I have a lot of my customers who switched over, whether it's the Boxster 986 or the 987 Caymans or any of the flat sixes, I have all my customers on Purell and they, whether it's, uh, you know, the 1040 or the 2050, they have zero scoring problems at all. So, you can imagine very poor oil could do that 
not only scoring, but also lubrication of the intermediate shaft is very important too. So that being said, um, when I do build high horsepower flat sixes, I tend to sleeve them with gold needle, and we're good to know. Craft in Motion, hello. Yes, I'm doing well. Craft in Motion, I need to talk to you because I may need your help with something soon. So let's get together fairly soon. Greetings, Blue Top Performance, all the way in the great state of Florida. Hopefully you're doing well with your family. This guy, I'm telling you, he's not only he's a talented driver, an enthusiast, he has this whole family dynamic I love. He gets his sons, daughters involved in just building engines. What a great guy. Hello, Matt Pot. Good seeing you. My pleasure indeed, A. Jimenez, 69. Thank you so much for joining. Oh my God, so much love. Thank you, 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 thank you. Is it good to turbocharge a V6 Mustang? Yeah. When done properly, it can be a lot of fun without compromising reliability. So yes, wakes it up. Don't have a V6 and have a lightweight Fox body. Game over. Yes, it is good and fun. It's incredible everything you created, says Huckleberry Finn. Thank you so much for the kind words. I appreciate that. I can tell you this. The best is yet to come. Greetings again from Luxembourg, says Schmatt. Thanks so much, Schmatt, for joining. Appreciate you indeed. I love your pin, says Uli Parse. Thank you. It's so pretty, isn't it? Oh, thank you, Lean, for creating one of the wagon. People are asking for this for a long time, and the wagon is now immortalized in this function, which is great, you know? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm here. If you're nearby, let's go do it. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm down, Andy. Come on down. 3000 GT, your thoughts? As I mentioned earlier, when someone asked me about the Evo 10, I am not a big Mitsubishi or Diamond Star fan. I love the look of the 3000 GT, especially the all-wheel drive version. I think it's cool. You don't see them very often. But I, I, I'm not too sure on the reliability of that platform, you know? Simondo82 says problematic DSMs. Yeah, I've been hearing that from time to time, and I had someone who worked here with me directly who had nothing but problems often, you know? K-Swap the World, amen, OG. 36 Chambers, amazing, talented photographer as well. Hello, single cab EG. Will you build a EcoBoost Mustang, says Lewis1989. Why am I quiet like this? Because I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed because here at Beast Motor, we built the most powerful EcoBoost Mustang to ever exist. So when you're bored, sir, um, do a search for BC Moto Mustang and you'll see it. We did a 900 horsepower, 901, 902 horsepower EcoBoost Mustang. Um, it wasn't a fun car to drive because it was really laggy. I put a 76 millimeter Turbinex on it. It was pretty much a Dino Queen, but it made the point that that engine has a lot of potential. Um, I put an AM Infinity on it as a piggyback and everything worked beautifully, and uh, sleeve the block. I think, I think I have a spare block here, I think. I think I still have a spare block here. Sleeve the block, put a keyway in the crank, use a, a damper from ATI, um, rods, pistons, valve train, camshafts, um, custom intake manifold, big turbo, um, add a port injection to it, amazing. So yes, I've done EcoBoost as far back as 2015. So yeah, and uh, it was a lot of fun building that indeed. Even though it was a fun car to drive because it was very laggy and it came out like a light switch, it was done nonetheless, you know? Chef Homeboy Freddy says, Freddy E says, I must say this man's IQ on cars is one of the best. Thank you for the kind words, I appreciate that indeed. 
have a few more minutes I have to let you guys go. I need a mentor on a car like that. Hey, I'm here to share everything I know. My pet, I hope it's gonna make the 935. They have their own version, but I haven't heard anything yet about them making ours. I have a meeting with them in about three weeks. I will inquire, I promise you. Hello, Adam Marionaire brother. How are you? Long time no see. Hopefully you and the wife are doing well. You need to make a wagon Hot Wheel. I am GVD, I am all about it. It has to be approved by Mattel, so it's totally up to them. They have you know, a continuous um, um, array of cars they're bringing out, so it'd be great. Beast is a living legend, says Chef Homeboyar Freddy. Thank you so much, Freddy. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. How would you optimize the engine for running at incredibly high attitude, altitude? Truth, two ways. Increased static compression and electrifying, adding a hybrid setup to it. Those two things, because a hybrid setup actually doesn't care whether you're on sea level or you're at 20,000 feet above. Um, when you do raise compression, whether you're booster or NA, it does increase some efficiency without having the challenges of pre-ignition or detonation at high altitudes. So I've known many people who would race, let's say, at Salt Lake City, Utah, and there's a drag strip out there, a Brandomir Raceway. They would build higher compression, higher compression NA and boost applications just to make up for the lack of oxygen up top. So yes, that's what you can do. Hi, Yassi. Thank you so much for all the stars and kind words. Appreciate you. My pleasure indeed, R35. Thank you so much. I love your Odyssey, brother. Says 718 is right there. Chilling. I should probably bring her out next time. Yes, the Odyssey is right there indeed. Should I run pure on my SR20? Absolutely. They have 5W30, which is recommended where a 10W30 or 5W30 is suggested. They have 0W20, which is ideal where a 0W20 or 5W20 is suggested. They have a 1040, which 1040 is great, whether it's a 540 or 1040 suggested as well. And 2050, which is absolutely fantastic. It's what I run in crazy stuff. I run 1040 in this. Um, the Odyssey, I run 530. The 935, I run 2050. So yeah, it's, it's something that you will love indeed, you know? What's my next dream project called? Dream project. It's crazy. They only made 918 of these, but the Porsche 918, that is the ultimate car for me. It's just the best of the best from Porsche's petrol side and also electric side combined. So to be able to modify, that's a dream car. But something that's maybe closer to home, which is ideal, is me. I really want to get my hands on a proper, I would say, you know, a full, <sighs> please don't kill me guys, because I know some of you may frown on this, but a Taycan Turbo S, I want to modify that. I want to get it and modify it. No one's doing anything in terms of flashing or modifications. I want to do it. I don't know why people are sleeping on this thing. I want to do that, you know? When are we seeing a, a DC5 Integra? So how to JDM, I love DC5s, they're very elegant, very old school, without being too old school, very classic, you don't see many clean examples out there. If I, promise you this, if I do build an Acura Integra, which I'm in talks with Acura to make that happen, I will do a, you know, no more BC fashion, a new and an old, a wild and a mild. I'll do a DC and also a DA even, I may even do a DA. I should probably just, instead of doing a DC5, I may even go older and do a DA and a new Integra. So that I promise you. I promise you that indeed, okay? All right, guys, it's 1 p.m. It's like R35, R13, new already. I mean, it was a slice of heaven. I love seeing all of you guys. Once again, for those of you who are interested in Pure hit them up on DM here at Pure USA. They'll take care of you on sponsorships. If you still want these, I have very limited supply. They're on the BCMO web store. So that being said, guys, I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for all the love on the 935 and the wagon. 
I look forward to seeing you next week, same channel, same time. In the meantime, take care and stay blessed. Cheers. Bye-bye.